Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. Why not chinga? I live on the start of La Chilusa Blanca. Uh, uh, right, uh, right. Oh shit, there you go. Why not? That sounds better. For right. the Spanish speakers. <laughs> right, it does. Uh, good evening. I am Wadao. Hi, this is Sai. This is Hoffman. I am Pandora. And today we will be speaking on Bruno Borges um, and his. Uh, Disappearance. Disappearance and his mysterious 14-volume manuscript. Of who knows what he exactly wrote, but apparently it gets real complicated as the levels progress. <laughs> yeah. As you level up. <laughs> you need to know that. Um, well, I mean, if, if, if those manuscripts ever come to light and they ever get translated, uh, decoded and then translated... Um, expect a volume of complex reading, uh, but uh, let's uh, let's get into who Bruno Borges is. Um, so, Mr. Borges here is a. Uh, I guess we can say he's a, what like a student of. Philosophy, philosophy, psychology, uh, I thought it was. psychology, symbolism. I mean, essentially, he becomes uh, a student of all these things. That essentially, he's able to write this like yeah. volumes of manuscript, and he gets really in debt uh, with all this. But the main thing I hear is that uh, Mr. Bruno Borges here actually goes missing after writing this phenomenal. You know, fourteen-volume essay um, of various theories, um, mathematical equations. Um, you know, suggestions, logos, suggestions, ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it gets really intense. And uh, one of the one of the things is that he does this with uh, excellent penmanship in his room. <laughs> No kidding, right? Like, I was like, yes. that's good handwriting. I mean, that's some really good handwriting. We're going to be posting those pictures again on our Facebook, and we're going to be able also to tweet those out. Um, but anywho, I mean, it's some really good handwriting <laughs> shit. I mean, that yes. is impressive. It's also encrypted. Right? It's also encrypted. That's also right. I mean, they have 
Um, they have several people trying to decode what he wrote. Yeah. Um, and people who know and understand coding uh, or decoding, it is, you know, there's a pattern um, to language. And, you know, once you find that pattern, you're able to decode uh, the message, essentially. Um, but Mr. Burgess here, he goes missing, like, after writing this 14-volume manuscript. And uh, it goes into, you know... Um, I guess astral projection at one point and it goes and it speaks on a flat earth I would say just think of any conspiracy anything think of all in yes, one I mean, essentially all in one. Uh, he goes into a lot of uh, conspiracy <laughs> theories and but he also goes into some I guess mathematical equations and theories using a lot of the Greek I don't know theories the- I mean he, he goes into some really depth shit and I mean, we'll be posting some of these pieces of information and you'll be able to read some of this and kind of essentially go into some of the ideas and we'll also post some of the videos kind of essentially explain what what is being taught and uh, which is not, it's not easy because you read some of his stuff and some of his work and his ideas and it gets really complicated. I mean... Trying to understand some of this stuff and exactly what he's trying to state. Um, not that he's not writing, you know, in a level of understanding. I mean, he's writing something that you know it's um, cohesive, I guess. You yeah, say. yeah, exactly. Um, but the, I mean, the, the mystery with him is that you know he wrote all this information and then he goes missing. And nobody's able to find him. Uh, his family doesn't know where he is. Uh, his cousin doesn't know. Uh, who essentially the cousin is who lends him the money to be able to finance this project of his. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, so what happened to him? He went missing. Did he get kidnapped? Or was he taken? Did he go off on a spiritual journey somewhere mm-hmm. in the woods um, or in the forest since they're in Brazil? Um, and you know where did he go um, or you know and and as far as was being investigated and the last places he's seen he's seen I guess he was seen walking back towards his house but he never went back to his house so where did he go uh, he took I believe he took a backpack uh, an HD camera um, I guess some essentials um, and he left as if, you know, he was going to come back, but according to his mother, he never did come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so nobody really knows where he went off to. Um, but I mean, y'all guys have read some of this, uh, some of the theories and some of the, uh, the ideas of Mr. Bruno here. And essentially he's also... I guess he's also modeled his life to Giordano uh, Bruno, Bruno mm-hmm. uh, who was also a philosopher. And there's, uh, there's also that. a comparison to yeah. this guy. Let's talk about that. And he <laughs> looks like this philosopher. Uh, he looks like the philosopher, and he also has the same ideas as this philosopher. Sai, <laughs> yeah. you have some ideas on this. What are, what are those ideas? Well, from what I read, White Owl, 
is <laughs> is uh, is that uh, so this twenty four year old gentleman and so we don't know um, if he's dead or not but supposedly um, he followed the works of Giordano Bruno which was a uh, unorthodox philosopher back in the fifteen hundreds and so uh, just to give you some story on uh, Giordano he was burnt at the stake for his supposed heresies to uh, the current paradigm back in his day where he believed even five or six hundred five or six hundred years ago that there were other planets revolving around other stars that had alien life and so imagine that even nowadays that's still hard for us to think about that there's still alien life but for right. this gentleman to go beyond what was taught it was very uh, a very conservative world back in his day and so for him to let those ideas go and for him to believe that there was other life besides human life on earth and so he um he was very adamant about his ideas and he was burned at the stake for basically not believing the church and so how this guy gets involved is he may jared uh bruno borges thinks that he's the reincarnation of this philosopher and i think that may be true because in a way, um, back in the day, he got burned at the stake, right, Giordano, for yeah. his heresies. But maybe that, if you believe in reincarnation, that in today's world, maybe that information that he was trying to uh, provide back five or six hundred years ago would be more acceptable here. And so, this dude looks the part. He looks he like looks, Giordano. He looks, like he looks his hair, his he eyes, his nose, casting, his little guy. beard. His yeah. uh, weird looking man. Yeah, he's a weird looking <laughs> man. Weird looking dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely fits the part. He has the same ideas. And if he's reincarnated, he somehow has been able to unlock those memories. He was given those that information yeah. and so he was adamant to write that down. So, I mean, essentially, how how was he able to do that? Who knows? I mean, maybe at, at some point during his, his life, he was able to either A, un- unlock such ideas and memories uh, from his... If we go with the essentially, we go with the idea that he was incarnated. Yeah. Um, you know, we go with yeah. He's able to unlock these ideas and these memories. Uh, either a he, I don't know if he had some kind of like meditation kind of thing, or he naturally just unlocked them at some point during his life to be able to tap to the information, and then later on, essentially write them down. Well, that what freaks me out is that. I don't, I don't know, you know, everything happens for a reason, supposedly. Yeah. Nothing's really by chance or luck. It, it, things are meant to happen. But then if he thought, if, if Giordano Bruno was right about his ideas that um, that there's aliens with planets on them, that he had to wait this long to maybe have these ideas accepted more openly than when he was alive. Right. And so maybe there was a, a shift in, in some time lapse where... He got reincarnated in Bruno Burgess's body, yeah, or or at least some some sort of his spirit, yeah. because he had a statue. He had a statue of that guy in his room. He did, <laughs> you and know, it was a very, I mean, kind of expensive. Statue that was his mentor. It's like a dead. Have. It was his mentor. Yeah, like, you yeah. know. And how do you get all this information to write down? It's funny because like, if you think about it, uh, if he is, if he sees him as his mentor, is he his own mentor? Is he That's true. Himself? I don't know. I don't know. It's Hoffman, what do you think, man? So, yeah, I mean, and then he goes missing. And, but well, supposedly family, he went missing. Family, well, he supposedly goes missing, but his, his family believed 
he was still locked in his room because he had been in there for days, also without eating. For like 24 days, right? Yeah, 24 days <laughs> and he was without 24. eating. Didn't he just go on vacation before? Yeah, they were on holiday, I think, they so were, that's why they yeah, didn't really was check. On vacation, but then when he came back, he was fucking locked in his room. So, right, so <laughs> and like, nobody can go in. Like, I have something going what on here. He uh, um, I think it would be a concerned parent at that point. I know. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing there? there? What, is, what is he but doing? But that's true. Drugs? But, that's, but that's what I'm thinking. His mom was like, <laughs> she knew what was going on. And Jesus so, is watching you. Um, <laughs> I guess. Your statue is watching you. <laughs> Your mentor is watching you. He's in the statue. It's basically himself, though, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> He's watching his own self, I guess. That's crazy. Uh, but I mean, his, 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 his family thought he was still in his room. Uh, they didn't think he had left that's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, he also yeah. thought he had his stuff in his room like a normal person not yeah. like the stuff um, that they found I mean, he moved his bed his whole bed out and everything they didn't else. have anything in there but just yeah, basically was just walls basically filled with walls. writing yeah. and, and those uh, manuscripts uh, manuscripts and some other oh well, like him it, well, they had a picture of him and an alien and supposedly yeah, he'd been talking about tall white aliens yeah I don't so, know yeah no, that's true I don't know we'll also post that on our Facebook it's weird yeah, if you look at it, it's pretty weird. I mean, he must have been like a really good fan of aliens <laughs> to have a portrait done. But for him to um, intricately write alien, like everything. So, so like, the alien, okay. if you look at the portrait, the alien is touching his shoulder. Yeah. Almost as if to, I mean, if you look at it in a, um, if you look at it in okay. a, uh, like an alliance, like an it's idea almost like... of what the, the picture is. What does that mean? What does the picture mean? Yeah, exactly. It's almost like, okay, is the alien giving him these... It's like a father figure. Like, he's going yeah. like that. It's touching his shoulder. He's handling the information to him. It's almost yeah. like he, passing the baton, so to speak, of information. Is it supposed to be leading to, like, disclosure or something? Well, I mean... Because, I mean, that, that, that's what he was after, right? Yeah. He's trying to prove that there was alien existence. Uh, uh, what do you got? No, I'm just saying that that's, that's what his whole point was. That I'm going to prove that alien life exists out there. There's something out there, and then it goes off until I feel the theories flat earth. <laughs> Man. There's also like some symbolism in that, that alien painting. If you look at the alien's eyes, there's these weird symbols in the eyes. Oh, really? There's and uh, they, they look, it's hard to tell because what I saw was kind of pixelated, but uh, they look just like what was in the other painting that shows a guy in like a white cloak looking thing. And it has symbols on the the guy's back. It looks like the same symbols. In, in yeah, yeah, which I mean, some people are saying it's probably just like representative of the four elements or something like that. Because well, that's yeah, kind of yeah, used quite a bit. Like a tree of life type of thing. The Illuminati. Um, <laughs> I mean, every time you there's a lot. People of symbolism. always throw the Illuminati, and not everything is Illuminati. People let it go. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a poster. Sometimes of, uh, it is though. <laughs> Cicada three three zero one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's also a connection with that. So, People were saying it, that symbolism appeared yeah, there. Cosmography. Yeah. So, so uh, now they're trying to tie that the Cicada with uh, Bruno, and they're saying, "Oh, Bruno's not part of it or something." Um, which I don't believe it. I mean, it's far fetched. I mean, people are trying to like almost like I don't know uplift a myth to a legend type of thing you know I mean you know, essentially a myth is a story but um, the, the whole idea of, of this guy just fucking disappearing <laughs> where did he go 
Uh, <laughs> what do you think it is? Do you think he's they didn't like he he wasn't taken by you know an organization? I, honestly, I don't think he was taken. I, I think there's a lot of ideas and theories. Well, that he was taken by the government. Um, I want to tell you something. And they left all his stuff and there. They right. left all his stuff there. I don't oh. buy that. I mean, honestly, no. Well, if we think that he's in a uh, spiritual journey, right? So he he has his information, right? It's it's, it's apparently yeah. available now. Now he's been missing. This is almost similar to what happened to uh, Leonardo da Vinci. He was gone for two years, and there's yeah. been a lot of stories of what happened to him in those two years. Because before those two years, or after those two years, he was gone. He started to write tons of information, like medical procedures, um, technologies that weren't available in his time. But he had. Um, transcripts and he had like instructions how to build them and so maybe he's he's being fed information right now maybe he won't come back until it's he's ready to come back he's probably fucking experimenting it could be i mean uh if you're if we if you compare him to da vinci i mean at the time he was going into like uh, morgues yeah because he wanted to know more to dissect bodies and trying to yeah, I mean, curiosity and wanting to know how the body works to be able to, you know, uh, improve on that. Uh, and then, you know, going on into engineering and creating his war machines and yeah. battle and shit like that. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of interesting that the, and he may be an, another Leonardo. You never know because he was missing it all of a sudden. He's, he might he, be naked and burning around in the forest also. I mean, <laughs> naked? <that's> not, <laughs> he's on drugs. And so... <laughs> I don't know. We don't know what kind of spiritual journey he may have gone. I mean, honestly, if, if he wants to transcend, let's say he is trying to, because he does speak about astral projecting, and as we all know, there is a drug in Brazil that you are able to get um, if when you go into meditation. Ayahuasca. There you go. That's what it is. And so, what if he went out there to find where you know he, he's able to tap into that mm-hmm. using this? At this meditation center. So what if he's doing that and he's trying to like fucking astral project into outer space? Well, nobody, yeah. Someone broke the cipher. Uh, oh, was it that stuff they found on his keyboard? Um, no, the, it's, uh, it's a super easy cipher. He just replaced letters with symbols. Mm-hmm. And someone figured out what it was. And they translated a little bit of it. What is that? Can you read some of what's been translated? It says, uh, for thousands of years, human beings have been trying to find answers to the questions like, what is the meaning of life? Oh, yeah, the yeah, philosophy yeah. that seems to have begun with the tales of Miletus <laughs> in the middle of 700 BC seems to find traces of unanswered questions. The deep search of absolute truth comes from philosophy. And when we talk about easy or difficult paths, we're referring to the types of theorems. What's this guy up to? Wasn't this found like uh, the letters or the symbols were taped over the letters on the keyboard, though, from something? That's why they cracked it, because it was basically left there for you to find? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, essentially, all of this goes back to his friend who taught him the meaning of symbols and introduced them to the whole um, symbology of all that. Because in his book 13, or his volume 13, he goes into such of those questions of meaning of life, is there a God, um, 
and he's that's where essentially he speaks and he goes into death and, and into more of a spirituality type of thing um, and so he goes into that um, he goes into his childhood um, they talk I, I know they uh, when I interviewed him his friend talks about you know him referring to a imaginary friend I don't know if this is anything to do with what he essentially you know became but he talks about an imaginary friend in tomate as we know that's tomato <laughs> that's uh, in Portuguese uh, yeah so he had a friend named tomato that he talked to and essentially this friend tomato um, taught him certain information uh, so who is this tomato is it an alien that he could only see uh, is it uh, just an overactive kid with an, an amazing imaginary friend that he was able to divulge such information into himself using this being that did not exist and so therefore using that uh, imaginary friend he was able to download such information that was locked to his mind wow man. I'm dripping me out man <laughs> I mean you think about it so if he also believed that he was this Giordano uh, Bruno yeah how and when did he lock this information? Now, if you believe that as a child, if you have such information and you are able to recall such past lives, and at the same time you think about those other cases of kids being born and they're able to recall a past life that they lived, what okay. if Bruno was able to do that, but essentially he took it further and he kept it and he kept going despite people may have told him that his he was just imaginary things and their that little friend didn't exist so what if Bruno said no he does exist took it further and then took it upon himself to learn more information therefore downloading that information he unlocked in his mind it's crazy well, right well that's what I'm thinking it could be <laughs> I'll see there man no well that's what I'm thinking so like he can be either reincarnated and he and then he understood that he was Giordano Bruno, reincarnated, reincarnated five or six hundred years ago, yeah. and so now that it could be a lot of things, right? There's just a lot of paths. Oh yeah. To maybe how he got in that information, but he got it. Like he got it. But now imagine you being the mom or the father, and you witnessing your son going into depth with such information yeah. discussions. So what essentially do most family people? They try to fix him. They like, try to oh, fix you're, it. You're imagining so things. What happened to what happened to Bruno? He ends up. They ended up taking him to counseling. Yeah. And so in counseling, you know, they try to see if he was, uh, you know, schizo, schizo, bipolar, or whatever, bipolar, or what was going on with him. So they try to essentially take that essence away from him. Um, so they actually interviewed his psychiatrist and. Psychiatrist doesn't refuses to divulge anything, any information about him that they refuses. Have as, I have as a child because per it's confidential, isn't it? confidentiality yeah. of, of uh, their, their uh, client. So they they speak to the family about it. So what happened during this episode of his childhood? They say, well, he went through his therapies and he went through his sessions, and essentially. You know, they said, oh, well, he's just a normal kid. He just has an, a bit of an imagination. So they attributed to that, and they kind of just left it alone, and then just left him run wild, and then let it run its course, essentially 
and not ever speaking about it again. Um, but if Bruno kept at it with such creativity and such information, then he would then be able to divulge their information and be then able to explore that very idea with those theories that yeah. had before. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a theory, um, but it's also not out of the realm of possibility. Like they were, right. the door was right. open to these ideas now. Back in the day, no. Yeah, and so I'm not like just scared that he's talking that he's meeting with aliens and that he's tra- this information is for the betterment of mankind. I think I accept his the way he's going. I, I wish he was. Fi- I mean, I don't know if he's dead, but maybe he's um, he's not ready to be seen yet, and maybe he's right. just trying, he's studying information, and maybe you know he could be with aliens. He could be with anybody right now, and he's just trying to find a good period of time. He's like maybe another a Snowden of sorts, and he's just trying to find. So, going with that, essentially, I believe he's just a really smart kid. Yeah, um, that's how he was described. He right. was really smart, uh, really good at like convincing people, and it's obviously he had a little bit of a following too because none of his oh, friends yeah. are talking. Yeah, so. <laughs> he has followers. He, he has followers. They had like a vow of secrecy. They're not. Yeah, talking. he he does have a making of a cold leader, except with the fucking juice, uh, unless what? he drank it himself. Wait, 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 hold on, what? <laughs> So I completely misheard that. He, dr- he drank that juice, juice, and he's juice. Oh, not, heard, not the yeah. other one. I heard the other one, dude. Not a G-E-W-S. <laughs> juice, J-E. as in oh. orange juice. Who <laughs> wrote? And so, essentially, maybe he's maybe he died, and they, they moved him around. Uh, they moved him around. Who knows? But, they, but he convinced people where they were at him. They kept secrecy. If you go to the the down that road that he's a smart kid, I mean, this dude read volumes of Bio, bio, I think he was reading biographies. 13 or 14 books a month, supposedly. Yeah. He was reading... This motherfucker was smart. He was yeah. reading biographies almost on a daily. He started practicing what... And I don't know if I'm saying this right. Reiki? Yeah. Which is oh. the practice of energy healing. Oh, yeah. Right? We talked about he this before. He has those symbols and around the statue. He has, statue. He has the four Reiki symbols around that circle that the statue's in. Right. Um, yeah. There's a shit ton of symbols, but like it's all over the place. Yeah. He's, he's nitpicking. Well, he's not nitpicking. He fucking mastered he's, that shit. He's, he's like curating. Because he goes in, in the books, his friend says, because his friend was there for most of the writing of these books, he goes into this information. And basically, it's complicated in the way the format is read, but he essentially dumps it down to an easy set of amount of words to where one can be able to figure out the mastery that goes into Reiki. So he's able to essentially decode Reiki into its smallest form, to its most easiest modem, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he that's something that he learns as well and apparently he actually started when he was in his adolescence and he continued secretly without anybody really knowing other than his friends and essentially by declaration of his friends he fucking mastered it uh you don't go into something just because you wanna you know know a bit of it he went in there trying to 
not just become a student, but become a teacher and therefore a master, and then maybe essentially becoming a cultivating evolutionary guy that is able to transcend into a different technique. I mean, the way this guy is read, I mean, who the fuck knows? I mean, what do you guys think? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of all the symbols that were actually found in his room just because, um, I mean, there's a statue, right? Right. And it's on this little, like, diagram-looking thing. Um, around that is those four Reiki symbols. And what it is is they're, like, hand motions that people do um, to use that energy healing. But then the circle that it's on, it's um, the symbol for transmutation. Right. Which is just changing one thing into another, basically. Um, alchemy. Yes uh-huh. and no. I mean, like alchemy, but it could also just be like chemical changing, I guess. Oh, that's... Like through radiation or something. Um, but then there's also like alchemy type symbols. There's like planet symbols, which could either be astronomy or astrology or uh, even like the elements. Sometimes it's used interchangeably. And then there's uh, like there's Catholicism, right? Because he had like the Virgin Mary. Um, and like a glass of water and some other stuff around it. Um, and then I see like random stuff that looks either Masonic or like Kabbalah related or even Egyptian. So to me, it all kind of like, it does all kind of tie in together. Like you were saying, he's kind of nitpicking from different things. But a lot of it is kind of like around the same type of subject. It's kind of It's all interconnected. It's all about like energy and like everything being like one and you know, just... I don't know. Essentially, the way I see it is that he was able to make a connection with all these things. So what happens when you're able to connect all these ideas? It's like it's all leading to one source. Yeah. How do you use it? You know, you figure out a way to use everything in a combination that all intertwines together, that fit perfectly, that can, I guess, be used and... In a harmonious way, right? Maybe he figured out like the connection between all this stuff, and that it all kind of leads back to like alien life or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of experience, and He's I only mean by experience <laughs> doing this. I mean, experience where uh, he went as far as going to, uh, I guess, at some point during his childhood, he was going to a physician and kind of learning about himself or some shit. Um, but then. He goes into the understanding of Catholicism and spirituality while he's trying to learn Reiki. And Which then, is like Japanese and like super old. But, yes. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, let me go to the fucking nearest, you know, studio and let me learn this shit. Yeah. Um, you have to like find somebody that, you know, is able to teach you that type of thing. But then uh, about a year prior of him going missing... He has an outer body experience where he then, in this outer body experience, he hears voices. Now, granted, he he's always been hearing these voices. These voices have been following for, uh, him for quite some time, uh, telling him different things. But in his description, he hears about eight different spirits, at least, talking to him, speaking to him. I'm hearing a full house. Several. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Essentially, you're like, well, this dude's hearing voices. I mean, he might be a fucking serial killer. But 
I mean, how do you categorize that as somebody who is able to function uh, not just in a normal capacity, but he's also functioning at far more intelligent capacity? It's mm-hmm. a fine line. It's, it's a real fine line Yeah. of those who are brilliant that are almost driven to madness. You're describing it as schizophrenic. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a male, someone in their mid to late 20s. I mean, he, this kid started... That's extremely That's like an age of onset is a, in the yeah. 20s. But, so, I mean, this started when he was, like, fucking young. I mean, he's... At this point, he's 12. I mean, it could still... I mean, yeah, no, still no be a doubt. Thing, but, yeah. It could definitely... I mean, you have fucking kids that are out there like serial killers, you know, <laughs> having, like, three different characters... That they see or that they are, that they hear voices and they, they're able to switch in and out from one. I guess, is that how that works? What? How can you tell me? How does that work? What? How does the schizo work? Schizophrenic? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, tell me how it works. They're on. The brain can't. That's a good way of putting it. They are unable to deal with regular matters, right. typically. Um, and since they have a higher brain function, they start connecting things. Like you, you've seen those uh, hobos on the street. And, uh, no offense to anyone, but, but homeless people that have been out there that have been doing drugs. They right. start talking about like, uh, this is my time machine, kicking back, yeah. and, and it's a box. Or people yeah. that have like a god complex. They're like, oh, I'm God, you know. Yeah. And yeah, they, they legit believe it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this kid may have been doing drugs at one point. It pretty much escalated something. Yeah. That was out of, out of body experience. Medication. Awesome, right? Yeah. Pay a hand in that. So, this is, I mean, like, I get where y'all are going, but I'm like, this is a lot of effort. And, like, even if this is a hoax, like, it takes somebody who has to be pretty smart and I feel like pretty present to do all of this that's also true but i mean what else is there to do in brazil yes i'm also no no man look but i'm saying it's (laughs) so intricate (laughs) hating over here i don't believe it's schizo i think something i I really believe it's something fell upon him and that he needed this information to be let out and so the thing is he's missing supposedly or he could be somewhere else but that he's um I don't know. For me, I think he's just trying to gather more information or people are after him because he released it. Like, I feel like if he was schizophrenic, you would have walked into his room and seen, like, newspaper clippings all over the place with, like, string tying them together. You know what I mean? Like, this is way more organized. Um, Yeah, he's very organized. And... Are schizos organized? There's different, like, types of schizophrenia, first of all. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that they can't be smart or they have to be, you know... Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's, There's just, like, different ways that you could look at it, but... <clears throat> Assuming he had it, he's very young, and maybe it's not as bad as it, you know, could be in I'm the thinking. future. I mean, there's other things that he's talked about that he alluded to, like uh, the Anunnaki and uh, Nibiru, and how they were going to lead to something else. Right. I mean, because the Anunnaki are supposed to come back at some point yeah, so in we, the next fifty years or twenty years. I'm going to Anunnaki theorists. <laughs> Not that I keep up with that. Or maybe I do. <laughs> but so let's go a little bit further in time. And during his young teen years, 
Um, so at some point when he's in the institute uh, that he goes to, uh, one of the coordinators of, I might butcher the shit out of this, but uh, in the Instituto Internacional de Progensojoria e Consensojoria. I don't know. I can't right, Sounds good, baby. But anyways, <laughs> so the Institute of, the, of something. Yeah, the Institute of like psychology and <laughs> something uh, consciousness. I don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> so one of the coordinators that was that you know is in this institute. Apparently, there's an audio of, of Mr. Bruno, in which he explains and speaks about um, astral projection. And how spirits work in these grounds, and I guess the rules of being able to travel into this dimension. Um, so I guess there's an audio somewhere out mm-hmm. there uh, where he himself actually explains a little bit more of this in depth. Um, so you get to hear his voice, I guess, and, and going into depth um, how all this works. But he also talks. In, he speaks on the voices that he heard throughout his childhood and him growing up and, and uh, essentially, you know, leading him on to writing these uh, volumes, uh, these manuscripts, and kind of giving the ideas and telling them that essentially this is his role in life. That That's right. this is, he's meant to be this person that he has become. And you know, write these volumes uh, to help, or however they they put it to him. And so, um, in the uh, in the audio recordings, he explains how disappointed he was in his experience and himself that he would like to perform spiritual help. I guess he's he's referring to spiritual healing, um, and maybe even. Uh, not just healing, but finding yourself in, uh, I guess he's referring to maybe also in a spiritual form. Um, he talks about um, having these lost, lucid kind of dreams, finding himself. Um, he talks about his uh, his twin brother, apparently, had told him that he was, t- I guess, uh, during his, all this, he's fasting. Um, during his time of writing these manuscripts, that uh, he became actually really thin, uh, almost skin and bones, I guess. Then, oh, wow. uh, so that's how his twin brother says that that's how he saw his brother that he had pretty much diminished himself. Um, so he wasn't eating normally while he was writing, uh, while he was working on these writings in his room, and so you know. Sounds like he could have had a manic episode too. I mean, if he's just like working nonstop, nonstop like that, like. Well, he had become a fruitarian, right? A year before he actually went missing, which is the same time he has his outer body experience. He then becomes a vegan, um, but then after becoming a vegan, when he turns into this, uh, I guess, into his concentration of this project, he then all of a sudden just doesn't eat. Um, well, the next step after that fruitarian thing is breathitarian. Breathitarian, which is basically living off the air. Off the air, yeah. So you know, <laughs> maybe um, that's what he was doing. That. I mean, that's there's hard. people that have claimed to have done it. There's like no most way. recently, I was like, I don't know. Some lady claimed to have even done it when she was pregnant and she ate like five times in a year. I was like, what? <laughs> I think, I mean, 
You can fast for a month. Well, you can go without food for about 30 days and so live, here. but not water, you know, yeah. that's, that's different. <laughs> can you drink water though, if you're a fruitarian? Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so anyways, so he, uh, as he's doing all this and he's experimenting on himself and his health, he actually seeks out a, uh, and somebody who I guess uh, is an expert in nutrition. He actually goes to a doctor, um, which I believe the investigators try to interview the doctor and along with people who are actually trying to look into Bruno, try to interview the doctor. But from what they have of his findings of him going to the doctor and checking out his full medical um, health status, the doctor says that whenever he actually reviewed Bruno, he was actually really healthy. Um during this, you know, state of him being a vegetarian uh, and him becoming a vegan, and then I guess, you know, all the way up to him fucking disappearing, um, he had a healthy, clean bill of health. So, uh, who knows what what he was doing? I mean, maybe he found something that he can take that would be sufficient enough for his body. But then again, you have the onlook of his brother saying, well, he was really skinny. I mean, he was thin bum skinny. Um, so uh, who knows? Um, but the authorities tried to figure out what happened uh, What happened to Bruno. And they had some pretty uh, good idea that maybe he just left uh, Brazil. Um, maybe they've gone to a, onto a spiritual journey, which was something that we referred to. Uh, but again, um, he did take some of his stuff with him. Yeah. So they attributed to him running away. And there was no foul play of any sort that they can figure out. They were able to tap into some CCTV. And some of the footage that they see is that he doesn't look in uh, distress. Um, at some point, he was walking back towards his house. Um, but then... He doesn't go to his house. Where did he go? Did he go to a friend's house? Uh, maybe there was a place that he was going to meet somebody. Um, who knows? I mean, there is definitely a lot of room for speculation. Yep, definitely. And, and, but uh, we'll definitely be raising some of the information that we have uh, that's become available and some of the ideas and theories. And a lot of the information that was has been able to been decoded by others um, and it's a lot of information I mean hopefully at one point they were able to publish these volumes and these manuscripts and other people can see of uh, what he wrote for all we know it's bullshit and you know it's you know paragraphs just keep fucking repeating itself who knows um, the rest of the pages could be empty again uh, so you know what do you guys think about this guy? I mean, a part of me wants to think that it could be like the most elaborate hoax ever, right? Yeah. Like that's a possibility. Because um, some other people had compared it to an art installation. Like if you went to a modern art museum and you just saw like something just installed, uh, you know, all right. along the walls and the floors and ceilings, and you're just like, okay, like if it was in a museum, you wouldn't think that much of it, right? Uh, wasn't also the the walls were varnished, right? 
The walls and floor? They were varnished? The floor is sort of varnished. I don't know about I mean, it looks kind of glossy. I mean, it just, it looks well done. Like you said, you yeah. know, great handwriting. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everything's really neat. Yeah, and and he obviously, like, used a ruler to do some of this right. stuff. So, I was like, part of me is like, okay, this could be a really elaborate hoax. Like, the guy's really smart and he's getting an A on this project. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure. And then another part of me is like, okay, like, there is so much stuff in here. Like, and it just is so much effort that you know you wonder like okay maybe he is trying to get a message out um and then where the hell did he go you know um like i had seen somewhere that they were trying to sell the books or like make money off of them which kind of sends some red flags just because you know is it all a publicity stunt like is it all just to generate attention and make more money off of it um i don't know have y'all seen anything about that like as far as the family making money or the friends making money off um, of it? I mean, I haven't read anything no, like haven't. that. But the only, the only thing that I've come up with or the only thing that I've found is that some of the findings or the information that initially came out that he was locked in his room entirely wasn't true. Um, there's a bit of like mixed information that mm-hmm. he actually did leave and he actually did eat during, that, during those 24 days. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of it's going to get kind of well, twisted. Yeah, it's going to get fucking... It's all know, speculation from everybody at this point. Not just speculation, <laughs> but it's, I mean, people are going to glorify somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have here his own siblings saying, yeah, he left him. He ate. He mm. wasn't just there all the time. He ordered pizza. Like, he ordered it's pizza. fine. He fucking, you know, <laughs> had Domino's. Who knows? Um, but he definitely did leave the room and he did eat. Um, so, and... And some of the parts they say he actually completed it in exactly the 24 days um, and others say no it was actually 22 days um, just the last two days took him a little longer because he was coming out more frequently out of the room and eating so I mean he was probably fucking hungry uh, <laughs> so we have this um, the, the price of the statue uh, seems to fluctuate. Yeah, I saw like four thousand to like seven thousand. Seven thousand, three thousand. But it's valued at twenty. I mean, that, like it's not even uh, that great. The sculptor says <laughs> it was actually valued at ten, and he brought it down to seven. So we have a little bit of information there. Um, so and then so then the footage of him, they said, um, was seen on one day, but it's actually a footage from a day after. Uh, so there's a bit of mixed information there that he went missing on the day he they announced that he had been missing, but they were able to see him not just on the day he went missing, but the day after he went missing. So he was still walking about. Yeah, yeah. On the day he was announced that he was fucking missing. So you know, there's that. So there's maybe this, he just skipped town because they were like, "Well, he borrowed a lot of money to do all this stuff." Maybe he's just like, "Oh I'm shit." What I'm thinking is that there's a bit of that. <laughs> that's true. That could be true. And he was like, "I ain't fucking pay for that." <laughs> and boom, snake oil. Snake oil. It maybe. Yeah. I mean, who? maybe that he's gonna make money off of it, and he never did. Yeah, he made money. Somebody else did. Somebody else did. I mean, somebody. I mean, who knows what they're charging to come and see this room? Or he's in the statue. Or he's in the <laughs> statue. Uh, so Pandora puts out that. Well, I didn't put that out. Someone is in his casket. <laughs> this casket is the statue, and he's in there. So, or he was murdered, and he's actually in the statue. That's another good thing. They said it was really heavy to move, like I mean, on it's purpose. Because of the body in there. But, yeah, it's because of the, all the bodies in there. Um, yeah, there's definitely a body in there. Um, but there's this. 
there's just a lot to dissect and there's a lot to look at and read and who knows what happened to this guy I mean he apparently went missing on the 27th of March but we have video of him on the 28th um, you know walking about he he talked to his father on the day he left uh, he took again he took his backpack he took an HD camera and he went on foot you know and where did he go from there? Apparently, at some point, he did take a taxi, um, drove him to a specific location. He was on his phone while he went to this location. He walked around. Um, I guess the uh, phone will be half the... It seems long. And then, I mean, <laughs> and he couldn't pay, and he got murdered, and he put his body somewhere. Look into it. Yeah. Multiple partners involved. You think it's multiple parties? Yeah. Well, maybe not initially, but I mean, what they found. So there's not a lot of uh, uh, publicity around what they right. found. They want to like maybe research what this guy really had. I mean, for all we know, in these manuscripts, like he put where he's going. Like if we were just like decipher it, you know what I mean? Right. But we don't have access to all that, so. Hoffman. I think the one thing we didn't cover was uh, the mom's involvement. Yeah. So it's it's something definitely worth checking out. Was he suffering from uh, sleep paralysis? <laughs> I doubt he had paralysis, but you know, I I truly hope that one day we'll we'll find out what really happened to Bruno. Until the next time, bye.